Hello and welcome to the Hopeful Influence podcast, a podcast that looks at and explores Christian leadership. My name is Matt and with me today we have Jude. Nice hey. to see you, Jude. Hi, Matt. Uh, and Good we have Jerome. Hello. Hello, Jerome. Welcome. How are you podcast. both? Pretty good, pretty good. Okay. I'm pretty good. good I had a hot chocolate, so I'm feeling really good. You're feeling, you're feeling extra good. And you also had a... A um, chocolate croissant. Double on. chocolate. Come on. Have you ever had a triple morning. chocolate croissant before? Anyone? I don't know what that is. How, How like, do you add more it? chocolate? You, so you, oh, you want to know. So you, you have chocolate <laughs> on the inside. Mm-hmm. So you have like milk chocolate and then white chocolate on the inside of the croissant. And then it's got the croissant and then it's layered... Like speckles of chocolate on top. Chocolate. Yeah, it's pretty nice, you know. White chocolate often ruins things. That it's yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. It's a different... different. I, mean, I, I like it. It's, it's Does sound very good. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Uh, apologies again for the lack of a female voice. We oh, would yeah, love sorry, it. Folks. We yeah. would love it if there was more uh, than just us, really. Uh, but different schedules and different life things mean this is where we're at. So apologies for that. Uh, but today we're looking, we've been looking this whole uh, season really about um, the church and hopeful influence in the church specifically. And so last season we looked at uh, kind of every area where you find leadership. I mean, not every area, but we tried our best, didn't we? Uh, and a this broad is, sweep. <laughs> a broad <Yeah>. sweep. <laughs> I should have said that instead. Uh, and this is us looking a bit more with a narrow lens really. And so we're looking at the church. And we're looking at uh, the topic of participation. Uh, why is it important for people to, or helping others to participate? Mm. And so I guess, Jude, that is our first question for yeah. you. Yeah, I think so. And, and sort of just continuing the sort of introduction, really, I, I sp- in, the, in the last session, we, you've got a particular lens on the, on the church, haven't we, in this, in this particular um, uh, season of the podcast and 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 the church has a, has a particular role in God's wider sort of economy or you know this kingdom of God movement so uh, we've riffed a bit around Graham Tomlin's widening circle and we have a a role as the church to um, uh, you know to enable uh, the rest of humanity to uh, know something of the goodness and the blessings of God and, and to call all of humanity into our, our broad our shared uh, vocation of stewarding and looking after uh, the planet and, and the environment and, and, and the wider uh, created order, as it were. So we're, we sort of find ourselves in this bigger um, in this bigger picture. But within the church, we, we, we're sort of talking about well, how do we enable the church to be the church, uh, and that God's seemingly in, in in the way we find ourselves in relationships with others in community together. God is moving in and through his people by his spirit uh, to enable the church to be the church. And, and, and um, we, we, we use the sort of the, the leadership tag, I guess, as a kind of a way of, of the, you know, particular people in particular moments, uh, particular places, expressing influence on those around them to help others join in with this bigger kingdom of God thing. And yes, we've done all sorts of damage to the word leadership, but but there seems to be this thing that happens in community together, this dynamic that enables us to move forwards. Um, often we're not moving forward in, uh, you know, when we see leadership expressed more generally, we're not often seeing it, or we often see it, you know, moving forward in ways that may be um, at odds with with God's bigger kingdom stuff. But but the aspiration and and and, and the calling, I think, um, within the churches that we, we're we're called to discern, uh, you know, something of the kingdom ahead of us, and and that we we're at our best, we're, we're responding to the initiative of the Spirit and helping others as, as join in. And as you said, rightly say, this is about today's about participating. So. 
you know, if helping other people see is about signposting the kingdom and helping other people get their eyes up and, and look and see what God is doing. Today's about joining in. You know, what's what's on your heart? What, what are your gifts? What are your passions? How do I create space uh, for others to, to to join in? How do we how do we work together in, in, in teams and, and, and build friendship and relationship as we travel forward? So that's kind of the the things that we're kind of we're kind of riffing off, um, I think. And, yeah, and I think are we all going to kick out a little thought about how that how that sort of takes shape? Is yeah, that, is that, is yeah, that, is that where you, so. just just checking, man? I'm on the right, I'm on yeah, the right track. Right. Um, so not again, not wanting to sort of yeah, grab too much airtime, but I think for me, I, I'm you know I'm so this sense in which Christians are called to be salt and light in the world, aren't we? And, and I just feel we we're in this. We're in this moment in, in human history and our, our development. We've got so much sort of technological power. We've seen so much environmental destruction, you know, world trade and economy. There's so much imbalance, um, you know, um, uh, you know, human violence and, 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 and war has is, is, is got such capacity for destruction. And it feels like we're in this sort of this moment, really, where um, the, you know, the, the Christian people, the, the church, you know, we need more than ever, you know, to be um, energized and, and um, uh, you know, finding the ways to be that, to be that salt and light, to sort of express our influence in a way which, you know, actually the future of the world, you know, in a, in a very physical sense, a real sense, you know, depends on Christian influence, depends on us, um, you know, uh, you know, Christians, wherever we find ourselves, being able to to have a sense of, well, what, what, what does the future look like under God? How do I do things differently in my, my you know, in, in the commercial sector, in the, um, you know, politically, in my community, relationally with others? It's, it's a big, big calling. And, and I think the thing that I'm sort of buzzing on really is, is well, how do we, within the gathered church, how do we, um, how do we help people um, sort of grab hold of that for themselves? How do we help people, um, you know, join in, you know, you know, with this with this bigger kingdom uh, movement? And and I, I'm, I ha- would have to say as a church leader that I think there's actually a poverty, you know, uh, you know, there, there are some things we do well as a church, but I think there's a, there's a poverty of of how we equip. Um, ourselves as a, as, a, as, a, as a gathered community to be that that salt and light that you know in a really practical meaningful because it looks so different in different contexts and and so we've got to you know I'd love our church to be you know just a really effective uh, at sort of enabling um, uh, yeah followers of Jesus to to be these kingdom influences in the different places they find themselves and so so I think there's a big challenge there's a big challenge about how we do that. Mm-hmm. I think that's really great. Uh, I think um, when I was just thinking about mm, what, what am I going to say when the mm. Jews has done talking? <laughs> and, <laughs> Sorry. And I, no, not at all. But I, but I kind of thought, you know, it is about the equipping. So then I was like, oh no, Jude just said what I'm going to say. <laughs> but, uh, but I think um, helping people to be equipped to participate. I mean, often I think people don't even understand the gift that they have in their, hand, their hands and the gift that they are to the church and to each other. And so helping people to see that and then helping people to participate in that in their own way, in their own uniqueness, in their own place in the kingdom of God is, is quite a challenge for us. And I think we, we have, um, I think because we talk about a service or like submission to God, which is good and right, 
in the past, maybe we've talked about stripping away all of our identity in service to God, which I don't think is a godly thing at all. And yeah, exactly. And really being our true selves uh, for God and for the kingdom of God is actually serving God the best. And in our uniqueness, we'll find ourselves serving people that other people could never even ever reach. And so there's a work that needs to be redone in helping people. I think, and so maybe we've we've used the wrong theology in the past, really. But, um, Jerome, what what do you think about when yeah, you? It's, it's really helpful. I mean, just kind of riffing on that. I think, um, you know, you know, the 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 church is all the poorer for uh, for people not being able to uh, step into their calling, basically. And you know, I, I think about I, I love music, and you know, I, I think about some of this, the music that that we get in church these days, and how amazing it is. But actually, if you look on those music videos, what do you see? You see a, a diverse bunch of people worshiping God together. You know, the music sounds great because you've got people from all walks of life writing songs. You've got people from all walks of life who you know, are interested in different genres, all coming together, sharing their, their musical abilities together, right? Um, people, the leaders in, that, in those churches had to put work in uh, to create an atmosphere where that kind of thing would be possible. And people felt comfortable uh, to express themselves in that way, to, to write the songs they, they really felt they wanted to write. You know, it doesn't happen on accident. You know, and that's, that's the kind of, you know, part of, you know that's, a, that's a God's sake future that I'm interested in. One where people from all kind of different walks of, of life, different uh, backgrounds that are able to find their place in that, to participate um, in that. Um, and, and, you know, we, we don't, and that's the thing, we, we don't always know what that looks like, do we? Um, but, that, but that's the point is that actually it's a God-shaped future that we are stepping into and hoping to create a space for that to happen. And I guess there's an intentionality mm. there, Jim, because kind of, you know, what you're describing, we've, we've you know, uh, referenced in other uh, episodes, it doesn't just happen, does it? And, 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 and there's, there's real nuances there because, you know, yes, you know, some people might come in, you know, presenting as, well, all the, you know, all the gifts or all the ability, but there's, there's working that out. There's sort of, um, you know, creating space for for the unexpected or, or for folks who, who may take a bit longer to kind of journey into Absolutely. that place. It's a craft. It really right. is a craft. Yeah. Right. And I, I mean that. Yeah. Back to music. You know, j the the beauty of jazz is that you know who, whoever's playing actually you you make it work, don't you? So that it so it, it's a craft uh, to to be able to to enable that kind of goodness. You know? Yeah. It's definitely intentional. Mm -hmm. yeah. So jazz is a kind of... Oh, jazz is... Kind of it's a great metaphor for all right? things. Cool. Yeah, I, all I, things. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> because it's about making space. It's is about that, making that's space. the point. That's right. That's the yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. doesn't matter how much you can play, you can play something in jazz. Yeah. I've been, I've been thinking about recently that it's quite hard to see um, something different if you have been in something for a while. And so um, it's hard to... Uh, we're going to come on to talk about imagination and uh, thinking forward and how we see so it influences our participation but it, it's quite hard if you're in something to see a different way isn't it a, that different way but but i'm i'm pretty convinced the spirit of god moves in the different way in the new way of doing things in the and uh, you know the just making space for the for the different whatever that looks like for the for the new, for the not seen before in our context, in, in our world. I think it, I think it's really important uh, and something that 
we can easily get into the way we do things and the way we've always done things and um that doesn't lead to the creativity does it yeah. really and we, we've all used the term making space there and, and i think it's a really important term and um uh there's this sort of theological term uh, uh kenosis or sort of kenotic uh relationships and i, I hate to use sort of um greek you know, words uh, yeah words that <laughs> we're all fluid <laughs> that, here. oh golly Kebab, so please if you're listening to this you're thinking oh you know and they're just kicking around highbrow terms i'm so you know that's not what we're about on this podcast it absolutely isn't um but but during the sort of the theological reflection of the church um particularly with reference to uh, philippians 2 and and, and the, the, the sort of there's almost this hymn, isn't there, that talks about Jesus emptying himself, you know, not not grasping for for for, for human identity or, or power, but but emptying himself, giving himself up for the good of another. And so the the kenosis bit, as as people have, have reflected on this theologically over over the years, is that there's a there is an important dynamic, important dynamic within within the Jesus movement. Is is this this sense in which we 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 do make space for we we give things up we we create opportunity that is not about us rushing into and us directing or or or, or, or managing in a, in a in a sort of hard you know directive sense but actually we create space and opportunity for others and and, and it does um, there is a slight crisis of self I think for the the Christian leader as you engage in that process because it's like you know. You know, to the jazz thing or the, or the musical thing. Suddenly, you know, I, I might be good at this and I might be used to being in the limelight or leading the band or whatever. And suddenly, you know, the invitation is to not do that, is, is, to, is to move back out of the limelight, away from the microphone, to enable somebody else uh, to find their voice and to find their place. Um, and, and suddenly all the, all the kind of, um, you know, the slightly sort of egocentric, kind of kickback that we get on on being the one in the limelight actually some 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 of that that identity and stuff starts to get compromised and we, we're, we're a bit more vulnerable and we, we, we we're, we're living without that that sort of um uh you know that sort of self-realization actually you know thing that we that, that in many ways are, us are you know in, in a sort of worldly sense the thing that we all crave you know to, to be the one <laughs> you know in the middle um, and so this is not being the one in the middle. This is getting out of the way. This is enabling space for others to come in and flourish and, and everything that goes with that. And so I think that's prob- probably at the heart of what we're talking about, isn't it? I think so. I think it is. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a big challenge to make space, isn't it, for others in our own um, ego and our own want to do things or even our own zealous nature for god and wanting to you know serve god sometimes it means not doing and sitting back doesn't it it's really interesting Uh, i think we're gonna listen to to bishop rick thorpe uh, and we're gonna uh, he has some great thoughts on this kind of stuff and Judy spoke to him uh, for the book launch uh, a few years ago Um, and so we're gonna listen to that and then we're gonna reflect on that after Great. So we're talking uh, hopeful influence in the church today, and I'm delighted that I've got um, the right Reverend Doctor uh, Rick Thorpe, Bishop of Islington. Rick, it's great to see you. Uh, great to have Hi, you. Jude. Um, it's yeah, so great. good to be with you, and so excited to to um, uh, read your book and to have it in my hands. And this is a great uh, a book 
for everyone to absolutely get reading. There's accommodation. Rick, thank you so much. Generous, generous as always. Thank you. Um, Rick, we're going to have a little chat, aren't we, about hopeful influence uh, in the church. Yeah. And um, Rick, I'd love you, maybe you could start off by sharing a bit about your, your role at the moment in the Church of England and uh, perhaps a, something about how leadership gets worked out in your current role. Yeah, so um, as Bishop of Islington, I've been doing this role for almost five years now. And when it was set up, um, it was to facilitate church planting, starting new worshipping communities in the London Diocese, but then offered nationally to any other diocese and bishops who wanted to um, connect in or tap into um, this work. And um, it has been just amazing over the last few years to see, um, see that working out in practice. So I, sp I spend 30% of my time in London and 70% of my time outside London and um, just serving um, bishops and senior teams and church planters um, of various kinds and trying to um, fan a flame as much as I'm able to um, of, of this growing movement. So it's, it's amazing uh, from my point of view. And I think in terms of how exercise, how leadership is exercised, um, well, the interesting thing is, you know, influence is, is a key part of it because, you know, contrary to what some people think, bishops actually, um, aren't able to do very much in terms of wielding power. It's, it is about working out influence and particularly my role where I, I've, I'm not allowed to and I'm committed to not um, undermining local bishops. So it's their turf. They, um, you know, I'm not going to plant churches in their area. That would really kind of disrupt um, a lot of things and be unhelpful. So my role is to, um, it, my understanding of leadership really in that is to is a, a one of influence to say how can i serve um the the people that I'm, I'm going to how can i do that in such a way that is um going to actually help them in that situation and catalyze something much greater than would be possible if i if i was um doing it in you know in in a different way so um that's where i think your book's very interesting because it, it gives not just that perspective of using influence but actually how you use that influence and I think that's a really important um, part of what you're trying to get to. Rick thank you thank you that's so helpful to just to hear you frame frame it in that way. Uh, Rick you're a church planter yourself and now you're sort of uh, helping others uh, to church plant. Um, we, in the book we talk in Hopeful Influence um, we sort of talk a bit about this sort of movement into the future sort of joining in with God's renewal um, uh, in the world and, and, and the shape that can take uh, within the life of the church. I mean, that's perhaps something particularly um, sort of interesting about what that looks like in church planting, where you're starting new things and stepping into new territory. How, how does sort of church planting and how does sort of hopeful influence get expressed in a sort of church planting mm. world? What does that what does that look like? Well, I mean, there are so many connections. So I think um, I would say that uh, and we talked about this before, but the whole role of imagination is absolutely critical in this. So um, for me, imagination starts with vision. So what is the vision? What are you trying to do? What's the, um, the, uh, the, the future that doesn't exist yet? What does it look like? What's that visual image of something greater, something more that um, is out there that is worth giving everything for? 
So, you know, in, in Christian terms, it's the kingdom of God. You know, the kingdom of God is partially, we're seeing parts of it, but actually it's going to be fully realized when Jesus comes back. But he says, I want you to be drawn into this kingdom movement. And so the vision is to see um, the kingdom of God established in, in our midst, in our nation, in our world. And so, um, you know, from a church planting point of view, it's how can we start um, well, how can we make disciples in that new context? You know, Jesus, uh, the, that, the Great Commission was the one of being sent. Go, go into the world, go to every ethnic group to, um, to make disciples and teach them to obey, baptize them and teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. So that sense of we've got to go and baptizing and teaching is, is doing church. So it's that sense of making disciples, forming churches, um, going to places where you're not right now and so that's the motivation of a lot of what I'm I'm seeing and doing and it's to see the kingdom of God established in people's lives in communities in in um, places and so um, that will involve you know you draw it out in your book seeing um, seeing that uh, the kingdom how can we actually help others to see that and participating in it. it's not just seeing it and seeing oh it's over there it's actually stepping into it and um, you know, drawing people into that's it, in church planting it's actually not just going on your own it's taking a team with you it's um it's you know that first one seeing it's casting vision for making people do something ridiculous moving house and um, going to a place where there's no church yet or it's more difficult than where you are right now then it's saying come along with me i'm going come with me that participation and not just coming with me i want to look at other people doing it and say can i join in with what you're doing and then of course that the third thing you draw out is the experiencing of it. There's something about um, being in it, in the moment, in, um, uh, you know, allowing God's presence to break out, allowing space for that to happen so that, um, you know, we begin to see the kingdom of God in our midst. You know, when, when Jesus said, you know, um, you know, here is the kingdom when people are healed when people come to faith when someone someone experiences and and understands perhaps the first time the love of christ um expressed through an individual so that's that's what i mean in church planting terms we are going to new places um in new ways reaching new people with the good news of jesus christ it is helping those people to experience the kingdom of God. And that, that's why I just, I just get really, really excited about it. So, I mean, I, can I ask you a question back? Yeah, please do. Please do. <laughs> just, 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 just to say, just to riff off that. I mean, I just thought, I mean, no, it's just so inspiring to hear you talk about that. And you, in your comment section, you sort of draw out something of that process of like, you know, having a vision for an area. You talk about the area of East London yeah. in the comment section, you know, and just the journey of casting vision and, calling yeah. others into a, a sort of wider movement it's just, just very inspiring something on that. i mean the, you know you your book hopeful influence is is of course it's bringing out a value of how that looks in practice one of the things i say in, in my section is uh, about the values we use for church planting and you know they are about um thinking big being audacious um doing it with other people being generous uh it, being unified with you know recognizing you're part of something you're not the only thing you're part of something bigger unity yeah. with the church and, and with teams um something about humility and being humble in the process you're not the kind of biggest thing since sliced bread no you're there to serve other churches and the people who you're trying to reach and of course 
that that sense of perseverance tenacity just the tenacious need of a church planter to keep going even when things are challenging so those five are the ones that i've inherited from my sending church htb a long time ago and um we i found them to be so useful in everything and so hopeful influence is is actually it's it's raising your sights to say we can do so much more and if we frame it in a way of the hope of the kingdom it it absolutely that energizes us it it motivates us it changes the way we think about it um so i mean i want to throw back you you know jude where have you what's the biggest challenge you've seen in in um you know hopeful leadership and hopeful influence in 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 your yeah. work and your life rick thank you they put me on the spot back i, I love it the um so uh, i mean gosh you know sort of where, where to start with that i suppose but i mean one one thing that jumps out would be um i i just think uh you know listening to you speak there is so inspiring this sense of you know just following god into new expressions of church and seeing the gospel advance i mean what could be more exciting i i think the um i think something that can happen in in church communities we can we can resist you know the whole concept of leadership can just feel a bit sort of heavy oppressive it can come with all sorts of connotations we have bad experiences of leadership which don't help us you know um, help us go backwards rather than forwards inhibit us you know Uh, There's a lot of baggage out there around the leadership term. And and to achieve the kind of things that you're talking about, you know, needs leaders, you know, people who are going to say, I I get the vision and and I'm all in and I'm going to help other people to find their place uh, in this vision. And uh, and I think perhaps, uh, well, 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 a big challenge right from the off is, you know, how do we talk about leadership in ways that that draw people in and don't put people Mm. off? Uh, yeah. the, the, you know this framing of our responsibility to you know to lead ourselves and others into this sort of god-given movement yeah you know, how do we talk about that in ways that are inspiring that aren't heavy that you know that don't just reinforce some of those broken caricatures you know around leadership that unfortunately we often inherit and so um i think it's a huge challenge i have not cracked that challenge uh, at all <laughs> but i suppose one of the attempts of, of the book and one of the attempts of hopeful leadership is to try and frame the leadership conversation in a way that's perhaps a bit more accessible you know yeah. that roots it first in what god is doing in the world um you know what, what jesus is calling us into what he's empowering us to by his spirit how do we join in with that and get a sense of what that, that looks like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully the leadership stuff just flows you know from that kind of activity I, I think that's so good because it's, you know, it makes me think that Jesus said, follow me. So he led and then he showed people how to, how to lead in that particular way. And, you know, just reminded this morning, reading about the, um, Jesus washing the disciples' feet, it was so radical the way that he led, that he led by example. I guess that's an invitation to us, isn't it, to lead by example, to invite others to follow us as leaders to show them the Christ-like way of leadership, um, to lift their eyes to something much greater than what would be possible on their own. That of course, with God, anything's possible. And then, um, you know, being caught up in then a movement of people who are, who are following Jesus, inviting others to follow him as well, and leading by example is, is very exciting. Rick, thank you so much. Just thanks for all of that. It's great to, great to chat to you. God bless. Thank you. 
Thank you, Jude, very much. Fantastic. So good to hear from uh, Bishop Rick there. I wonder if we've got any reflections or specific things that really stood out to us. Uh, Jude, have you got... Have we came to you first? With yeah, yeah. Fine. I mean, well, I mean, just a quick one for me. I, I mean, so we're we're thinking about church planting at the, right at the moment. So it feels really sort of topical to to hear Rick again speaking into that. And um, you know, this this sense in you know to for, to people to actually participate in church planting, you know, means a whole load of stuff. You know, and and it, it, there's this sacrificial. You know, people like, like sort of giving up stuff that they're perhaps used to in a in a sort of perhaps a larger church context with more stuff going on, and they're, they're going into a, a sort of new territory. You know, what are you talking about? New, new ways, new places, new people. Um, and so, you know, walking with folks in into that, um, and, and also the, the sort of the the space that we create as we go on that journey in community together and, and and we're probably going to be planting into a church where there's an existing a small you know existing congregation and so you know the space that we create to f- sort of figure out our shared journey and our shared direction of travel and what the future could look like and how do we all join in in in, in making that you know under God a reality feels like just such a you know such a timely you know thing and 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 uh, and just just very struck by the sort of um you know there's such a such a relational dynamic to this and and the picture i've got in my mind is of you know we, we talk quite a bit about the watchman on the walls as a sort of um part of the sort of way of thinking about this leadership activity and you know so so the watchman on the walls you know is, is pointing to the opportunity the threat or to the opportunity and 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 signposting the way forward for god's people but you know, in a sense, the Watchman of the Walls is also, you know, coming down and coming alongside um, folks, people, as as we move forward. And, and, and there's a relational, you know, um, thing there that, that as we journey together, we, you know, ultimately we're, we're talking about journeying together into that new future. Mm. And, and so, yeah, just, I mean, probably got loads more to say in a minute, but the, uh, yeah, just how do we create that space for one another? How does that, how does that, how is that safe for, for you know, for them, how does it? How does the leader do that without sort of, uh, you know, holding a vision, but 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 sort of space to flex and to hear other voices and discern together? Um, so yeah, just just riffing off a whole load of questions there. I think. Mm. What about you, Jerome? Yeah, that's really helpful, Jude. And um, one of the things that stuck out to me that Bishop Rick was saying, um, I don't know if it's a quote or whether I, I made this quote up, but I think it's a quote. He said that hope frames the way which we look at the world, or at least uh, maybe it's a paraphrase. Um, so he's talking about hopeful influence. I think he really likes the book, you know, Jude. Well, he's a, he's a friend, so, yeah, you he know, he's, he's he supportive. Right. <laughs> so he says, yeah, I think he was saying that hope um, frames the way we look at the world. Um, and just maybe think about imagination, of course, and and the narratives that we use to to speak about ourselves and about our communities, right? And I think as leaders, we that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, how how do we help people to participate in what and what God's doing in, in the leadership that God's calling us all into? And and part of that, I think, is 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 a is a helpful way of thinking about and to viewing who we are and where we're going that's narrative isn't it? it's super important why why are we here uh, where do we want to go and why and you know i think that's important for for leaders um as well as so leaders as in terms of ourselves kind of thinking about you know actually why has god called us here where are we going how how do we let go 
of some of the things that are really important to us actually in order to en enable other people to participate as we were talking about earlier. Um, you know, we can't be just holding on to everything that we have. We've got to let go. And that um, knowledge of self, that knowledge of what God is calling us into is really important for us to, to grasp hold of that. If I can use that biblical image, you know, where Jesus was washing disciples' feet, it says, I think it's in John's Gospel where it says, you know, Jesus, knowing that he had all things. Yes. No, knowing, knowing, being totally content with who he is, what, what he was doing, what he was here to do, was able to lay all that aside, took off his clothes, put the towel around his waist, and wash the disciples' feet. Yeah. So the, the way which we see ourselves, the, the way that we see people is really important and it enables us to, to, to create space in our own lives for others um, as well as paints a picture for people to participate to, I think. And so, so you're saying that it's the security in our identity. That's right. Is that right? Yeah. It gives us, the, yeah. gives us the freedom to then serve and make space for others. Do you remember? I'm that is a line. This. I'm loving this. Let's, let's <laughs> say I said that. <laughs> you do, you do. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think for me, um, I love that line about the role of imagination is critical. Uh, the role of imagination is critical. And I, I was thinking about, um, we talked about this last episode actually, but how it's not a one-way thing where the imagination of, or in this circumstance, the imagination of others can inform your journey as well. And so it's not a hierarchy, it's a journey together. And um, someone else's imagination is obviously different to mine. And so they see things differently. And, and together, the participa participation there and the, the dreaming and the going together is really exciting. And it, it opens up, if I just think I know it all and it's the gospel according to Matt and we just do everything Matt's way, that actually is quite boring and one-dimensional. But with others, I think it's really exciting and it kind of, I, I don't know, it just makes it, I feel like it's more. F it's going to be more fruitful or more full because of the journey you're on together. And so I just, I loved um, the word critical in that sentence. You know, it's critical. It's so important. And that the future doesn't exist. Um, but what does that look like? You know, that future, the future that doesn't exist, what does it look like? And um, I, that just was really exciting for me to think about. And if I can just come back to them, I mean, maybe a spoiler for part mm. two of this particular bit, but it's like, you know, you, you, I mean, you paint just a wonderful picture there of, you know, creating space and listening to others and doing stuff together. But of course, actually working that out, you know, working that is a big, you know, it's a big deal. Yeah. And like, and what happens when there are differences of opinions? You know, what happens, you know, when you are a, you know, the, the designated leader or whatever, there's a, there's a commissioning and anointing even. Uh, but then what happens is when, when you start to have different views about how to go forward, what happens when, you know, one person wants to, you know, you might have the same goal, like longer term goal, but what happens when, you know, people are pulling at different pathways into that? What happens when, um, you know, when, when stuff is going on in the team dynamic that you're not comfortable, you need to chat, you know, how do, there's so much there that we kind of, we could do with unpacking, I guess. Probably haven't got time for it in this one, but. I don't think so, no, but, <laughs> but I think that's like a lot of this stuff. I mean, I think this episode can be very theoretical, can't it? But actually what the question of what happens when the rubber hits the road is a really important question. And we've all got our own, 
learning from times when it went well and times when it went badly. And I'm sure those listening have their own experiences of that as well. And they kind of inform, you know, what comes next and how we do things, doesn't it? And so I think, well, we're going to get onto that in our next episode, aren't we? And we can talk about that and flesh that out a little bit more. But, um, but, but it's important to get those theoretical bits, isn't it? And to think about what it looks like for us and, um, yeah, to have a good theory on it, really. Yeah. Just can I just check something? Just yeah. on, I mean, Rick, Rick's example. I think he was speaking specifically into was the church planting thing, wasn't it? And how that's a very particular illustration of what we're talking about because it, you know, it, it's imagining a new shape to a church life, a God shaped future for that new community and and what the church looks like in that particular geography or whatever. You know, new people, new places, all that. Um, but I suppose you know, I, I think there's elements of that you know re- revisioning movement forward that uh you know there's a particular focus on that with church planting and that's one of the reasons why i think people get drawn to it because there's such an energy around let's do the new and let's let's jump in with that but it's probably true that that's a dynamic that needs to be alive in every church expression all the all the time isn't it that like you know that that the future that tomorrow is going to look different from today and is going to look different from yesterday. And, and you know, I mean, I'm, I, remember, I remember once, again, this is no, forgive me, this is no sort of, um, you know, value judgment or anything, but I remember once being in a PCC meeting a long time ago, you know, very, you know, many churches Ages, ago before I, before I, any disclaimers on like, <laughs> you know, who, who I'm talking about, <laughs> any of that. But I remember being in a PCC meeting and, and, and having the sort of, core business of the church referred to by somebody just just a throwaway line doesn't mean anything but referred to as maintenance the maintenance of the church and and it it's, it's it stayed with me because i think it was a it was just an unfortunate misuse of a term yeah, because yeah. because we you know we're we're alive you know this is an organic thing and you know if church becomes um, if this idea of maintaining what is there it, it that isn't that doesn't feel very kingdom of Goddy, you know. It feels like I mean, yes, of course, there are things that we're doing now that we want to keep going, you know, three years, five years, ten years, whatever. The, the, yes, but it's there's all God's, you know, it's, God's got new things for us all the time, and 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 we are traveling forward into something, and so I'm not sure things are meant to just hit a plateau and then then it just keep we keep spinning the wheel. It, I, it's, it's, you know, is, am I, am I, is this, is this yeah, right? I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'm with you. And I think, you know, if we think of the church um, or a church as a body, you know, no one thinks about the body and just like, I just need to maintain. I just need to, you know what I mean? I, I mean, maybe, maybe you are the best shape and awesomeness that you're ever going to be. I don't know. But I don't know, <laughs> I mean, I don't maybe know who you are. you're talking to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like, obviously, you know, we're not just sorry. maintaining our lives, are we? We're growing and we're, we're developing. And the person I am today, God forbid I'm the same person in five years' time. Yeah, Of course, there's cores and, and there's things inside me which are you know, really important to who I am. And you know, if, they're, if they're good, God will keep them. You know, we'll keep going. Uh, but of course, we're growing and transforming all the time. So it's really important. And I think you know, and, you know, to, to those of us a bit like myself who you know, may be a bit more afraid of the words of newness and you know, new things, you know, I, I'm... I'm a bit, you know, a bit more of a chill guy. Um, but like, you know, for, actually, the church has been doing this all this time. You know, it is not new news for the church to try new things. If you look all over Acts, 
you know, God by the Holy Spirit is, is shaping the church in different ways, bringing in people they never thought, asking, you know, having to make decisions about things they never thought they have to make decisions about. That is what it means to be part of the church. You know, it's not new news to be about new news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and to our own, to our own tradition, Anglican church, yeah. could, you know, could, could you say that, you know, one of the one of the reasons for the broader Anglican Church's decline, maybe. I mean, obviously, there's, there's, there's been it's very nuanced. It's, it's very it's very nuanced. You know, the last uh, ten or twenty years, we've seen we've seen you know some significant movements against that decline. It's mm. very you know, it's not one size fits all. Look different, different content, all the rest of it. But it has been a you know since the Second World War, broad trend decreasing church. You know, has is that to do with you know? not having a fresh vision for the shape of the church in a, in a, in a moving culture, you know, is it, is it that we're not, there isn't enough, you know, prophetic, hopeful, what is, what, what do we need to look like as the world around us changes? Is, is that part of it? Maybe. I don't get, come on. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that's part of it. It's kind I'm of, sure it, isn't it? It's definitely part be. of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, know, I mean, I know where I stand. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know where I stand. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying in that, oh, you know, oh, hey, we're part of a particular expression of church, yeah. and hey, yeah. we're like, yeah. you know, doing the new thing, and hey, everybody needs to look like us. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the creativity, you know, is multifaceted. You know, within our particular denomination, there's a whole load of different expressions. Of That's okay, no problem. That's really good. But like, yeah. you know, the, the 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 creativity in each strand needs to be alive. Yeah, that's Surely. right. It needs to develop, so. needs to grow. Yeah, and I think it's like you know that God-shaped future, that hopeful future. Mm. You know, is your future hope-filled? Yeah, or, that's right. Yeah. Or is it just it looks like today? I don't know if that's if my forever looks like today. I'm sure it's going to be a good day, but I don't want it to look like today. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Wonderful. Yeah, brilliant. Wonderful. I wondered, Jude, as, as you uh, continue to stare the pots. And, <laughs> and as, <laughs> Listen, I've had too much airtime in this one. I have. No, no, I have. Uh, Forgive me. No, uh, no. It's but I'm happy to pray if you want me to. Yeah, well, well, as we finish, I think it'd be really great for us just to, uh, as we think about what it looks like to participate, you know, we're all in different places in this, but wherever we're at, you know, there's an invitation from God to keep participating and so it'd be good just to as we settle ourselves and pray that in for us just to meet with God for a fresh future so would you would you mind praying for us love to love to cool stuff why don't we have a little moment of, of quiet just to um, gather our thoughts and just be conscious of God's presence Yeah, Father God, thank you for your uh, great love uh, for us, Lord. And we thank you for the example of Jesus. And just, oh, Lord, we just we look to you and we see that your willingness, Jesus, to empty yourself, to not sort of clutch at, at human, um, uh, I don't know, um, you know, identity as defined in this world, at least. But you, 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 you are trusted. And, and held fast uh, to your identity as a, uh, loved by the Father. Um, yeah, certain and confident and secure in all that you are, even to death, Lord, in this world. And, and we just, we see that and we're just overwhelmed and, and convicted and um, we want that for ourselves too, even. 
that Lord, we would uh, yeah just be able to rest in that place of security, uh, knowledge of your love, your acceptance, your grace, our identity in you. And, and, and we trust, Lord, that as we think about this particular dynamic of helping others to participate, to find their place, to exercise their skills, their gifts, to, to discover more of you, God, and join in with what you're doing. Uh, we want to be people who can make room for that, who can call it out and can come alongside and equip and encourage. We want that, Lord. We know that that's that we've all got some part to play uh, in that, uh, in the lives of others um, and for your, uh, for the advance of your kingdom, Lord. So help us, soften our hearts, uh, keep reminding us of who we are, give us opportunity, advance your kingdom, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.